Hey, it's us, Amanda and Megan. Glad you're here. Grab your juice box. Let's dive right in. Sounds normal that you're wearing a mask. It sounds, does it sound okay? Sounds great. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here we are again. All right. So how are you? How was your week? My week was fine. It was great. Do you want to talk about what marvelous event we had? Was on Wednesday? Yeah, Yeah, it was Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. We had a snow day, which probably doesn't sound like a big deal to some of our listeners, Uh but it's a really big deal to those who are familiar with Utah. Right. You grew up here. How many snow days did you have growing up? I, I can't remember a single one. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. We just go. Our pioneer spirit does not allow us <laughs> to not go to school. <laughs> uh, I can't tell you how many times I have been actively driving my children to school here in Utah and thought, uh-huh. if we lived anywhere else, this would be a snow day. I know. And it never was. But hallelujah, miracle of miracles. <laughs> we had a snow day on Wednesday. It was so great. It was great. What What did you love about it? Um, I loved the excuse to not go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. And as you know, I'm a little bit worried about the drought. Mm. So I enjoyed watching the inches build up and thinking, okay, maybe we'll live one more year. <laughs> <laughs> no toxic dust uh, no, this spring. Not yet. Oh. What did you enjoy about it? Well, I enjoyed it because it was my daughter's birthday uh-huh. that day. So she got a snow day. For her birthday. Yes. It was great. It was the best present my cute little seven-year-old could have received. And yes. we just sat around and lounged and opened presents and ate cake. And Do you know what she wanted for dinner for her birthday? What? Subway. Oh, bless her. Which, don't get me started. Six-year-old spirits. Right? Mm-hmm. And oh, seven. Se- well, seven. yeah, six, oh, six no. turned seven. And my husband had to work that day, of course, because uh-huh. kids still get sick on snow right. days. So. Right. I told him, here's everyone's order. I will place an order for you to go pick up. Uh-huh. And he went to where I placed the order and no one was there. Oh. It didn't say that it was closed online. It happily took my order and my money. Sure. And then he proceeded to drive during the snowstorm as the inches are piling up to mm. three other subways <gasps> oh. before he found one that was open to get my daughter her birthday dinner. Dedication. Very sweet. Dedication. <laughs> Very clever. Um, so uh, I don't know. I forgot to tell you this, but after we stopped at your house on that snow day to drop off your daughter's present, mm-hmm. we left your house at five, no, 430. We left your house at 430. Do you remember this? That's very precise. Yes. Yes, because your husband walked in with Subway at 430. Mm-hmm. Well, we went from your house down to City Creek where we were going to play and have dinner because I love snow days because no one else ventures out, only I venture out. And it's just like so fun to have the whole mall to yourself. Right. So by the time we got to the food court, which is where your husband was, Mm -hmm. Subway was closed. The only restaurant open in the entire food court. And how many are there? There's like at least 10. Yeah, 10. That's yeah, that's yeah, probably yeah, under, 10, under doing 10 it. 10 to 15. Yeah. Um, they were all closed except for Chick-fil-A. Oh. So we ordered Chick-fil-A and then Chick-fil-A closed at five. Wow. Yes. By the time we had like placed our order, they were turning they're starting to turn off the lights. Whoa. So I think everyone is just eager to get home. Yeah. But I thought, man, if you're Chick-fil-A on a snow day, you're printing money. Because people need people still need somewhere to eat. Were there other people there? Yes. And it was wow. jam-packed. Yes. Oh my goodness. Now, on kind of a tangent, I'm having a hard time talking with my mask. As you adjust your mask. Two tangents that I would like to put in your brain. 
Mm-hmm. The first one was I as I was walking away from Chick-fil-A, a woman, probably um, 60s, maybe 70s, pulled me aside and says, I have seen you here often. And I started laughing. <laughs> and I said, oh, no, have you? And she said, yes, I have come here often to eat dinner with my husband, and I see you here all the time with your kids. All the time. At this point, I'm like embarrassed. I'm like, yes, I am at the food court often. Thank you. I'm a frequent flyer of this place. And she's like, I just want to introduce myself. I am Julie. I'm not going to say her last name. I'm Julie. And I was like, Julie, it's so nice to me when she goes, I just watch you every time. And it reminds me of when I was your age and I was doing those things. And she passed me on the back. You're doing such a good job. But boy, it's crazy, isn't it? And I was like, thank you, Julie. After, you know, like 12 days home with my kids and 12 hours home with my kids in this snow day, I was like, yeah. 12 you. hours felt like 12 days. Yes. I was like, thank you very much, Aww. Julie. So anyways, now I have a new friend named Julie at the do. food court. Everywhere, everywhere we go, you have friends <laughs> oh. and you know their names. Yeah. We walked away. My son's like, mom, who was that? And I was like, son, I have no idea. But now we have a new friend. <laughs> the other thing that I want to put in your ear, this one I actually am quite curious about. At the food court, there was a mom with her husband and five kids. Okay. They came over, they were sitting nearby us. And at one point while they're eating, you know, I'm minding my own business, but also I'm not because uh, yeah, I was about to say, as you do, because that's what I do. Um, <laughs> okay. she, her husband like says something and she like yells at him. She's like, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. Leave me alone. And there's no one in the food court. So it's like echoing everywhere. Whoa. So I'm like, you know, trying not to look, but I am kind of looking uh. and she's like, this this dinner was so expensive. It's like $60. You know, she I think she had five or six kids. Yeah. But anyway, she's like, this was $60. And she's like, I'm just so tired. It's so hard to be a parent in Utah. Whoa. Okay. So that's the end. That's basically the end of the story. There's a few more things said, but she kept repeating those things. Hmm. What does she mean? It's hard to be a parent in Utah. Hmm. I haven't, it's been a few days now. Yeah. And I can't put it together. Okay. What was her husband he doing? Was, what was his reaction during all this? He was super chill. Ha, really? He like, was one of those husbands that I was like, oh, man, you are like handling. He would like just put his hand on her back and he's like, I know, I know. You're doing a great job. Like Aww. he was so sweet. Yeah. So what is like, did they just mm. move here from somewhere? Like, no. Is the, is the, like, I can't put together why it's, why she said that specifically. Really? No. Why? What would you guess? Well, I don't know, but. Um, moving anywhere is really hard, really tough. Mm-hmm. And when you have a lot of kids, mm-hmm. presumably more than three, mm-hmm. it compounds the issue of how hard mm-hmm. it is. If you don't have a social network, I do wonder if Utah is trickier than maybe some other places because Utah has this unique phenomenon of where people grow up here and then they want to stay here or come mm-hmm. back here. Mm-hmm. And it seems like everyone kind of knows everyone, has mm. connections, they have their friend groups, they have their kind of set mm-hmm. circles. Sure. And I think it can be really hard, especially depending on where you live, mm-hmm. to really settle down and make friends. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I bet it is hard mm-hmm. for her, especially depending on what her situation and circumstances are. Totally. I get that. Mm-hmm. But I also think you could probably say that about anywhere. Totally. It's hard. It's hard raising kids anywhere. Yes. Period. Well, and that—that's, I guess, was the point. Is what is unique 
to your situation that you're saying Utah's hard versus mm. just parenting is hard because yeah. I think parenting in general is hard. Yeah. Um, the only thing I could put together was maybe they just moved to like the suburb slash city yeah. from like a rural place, in which case that would be very difficult mm. to go all of a sudden from being able to just let your kids roam to like sitting down at a mall yeah, trying to feed place. them. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It was really interesting, but I thought to myself, I, should I go over and like comfort her and be like, hey, you're doing a great job. Yeah. But I thought if I was her, I would not want anyone to, to notice. So I just left her alone because her husband was doing a great job. But interesting, interesting times at the food court. So Megan, admittedly, I suggested this topic today because the last six weeks for our family have been a doozy. That is an understatement. Okay. Thank you. You've for, handled it wonderfully. I don't think I have, but thank you very much. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a deep rabbit hole, but one day I'll emerge like a beautiful silver fox. Uh, I, w- I went in like a rabbit, came out like a fox, apparently. I don't know, okay? I don't know. Oh, no. But we are, I'll speak for my family. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'll say this for you too. You, Our families are relatively low-maintenance people. Sure. Okay? Yeah, we, we don't demand a lot. Oh. But I personally demand that my ducks be in a row. Mm-hmm. And they have not been in a row for quite some time, and I am over it, Okay. Um, so I started talking to other people about this, and it seems like other people are ready for spring, ready to move on from the dark, dank days of winter. Okay? <laughs> it's hard for me to say that with a stuffy nose, frankly. Um, yes. Because I just feel like winter is a season of disorganization and too much comfort food and mm. too many sweaters, and we've gotten, we've gotten too, too used to the rabbit hole. So, like just today, okay? Example of your ducks not being in a row. Well, to her credit, she tried to. My sister is having her baby right this moment. Congratulations, Haley. Yes. I'm so excited for her. So fun. I cannot wait to see that slimy little alien in its first picture. I can't wait. Stop. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be beautiful. I know. I know. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. I live Uh, for it. Anyways, she's giving birth today. So my parents, you know, they flew there yesterday to help her with her other child. As they're getting ready to go to the hospital, their garage door falls off the hinges. So their car is stuck in the garage. No. Yes. And so, you know, they're like trying to fix it. They're getting ready. Meanwhile, their other kid who's at home, who's three, pukes everywhere. So, and and I was talking to my mom, she's like, you just got to roll with it. It's just part of it. And I said, you're right. But it still is inconvenient and annoying. Yeah. Right? When you're just trying to have a baby. Yeah. And no one else can seem to cooperate. (laughs) (laughs) Just let me have this baby in peace. So anyways. We have talked about this a lot lately. Yes, we have. You and I. And this is probably why you also suggested it. Because it's been a frequent topic of conversation that despite our best efforts... Yes. There has always been something to get in the way. Yes. And it is infuriating. So you feel this way too. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad it's just not me. No, no, it's not. It's not. Despite my best efforts of timing things and planning things, it just never actually works out. Yes. It's okay. Well, I'm glad to know I'm not alone. Yeah. So we asked parents. We, we didn't want to be the only ones to vent mm-hmm. about Mm-hmm. life right now. Mm-hmm. So we opened it up yeah. for everyone to vent. Yes. And here we are. As we have a habit of doing on this podcast. Yeah, and yes. everyone came through. They did great. <laughs> Lots of good vents here. We, I feel validated, frankly. Oh, Thank you for yes. validating us. Absolutely. Okay. So let's get into it. One parent says, I struggle to sit idly by while other parents waste my time every single afternoon. I love this one already. The pickup line should be a tuck and roll situation. 
only people who raise their kids to jump into a vehicle with backpacks loaded while the car is at a slow roll are allowed in the pickup line. If you as a parent need to vacate your car at any moment, the pickup line is not for you, ever. I will continue to give the stink eye warnings for the foreseeable future, but at some point I will begin issuing citations. Yes. Amen. Okay, starting us off strong. This is fabulous. America would be a greater place if every kid knew how to jump into a moving car with the backpack on, frankly. Mm -hmm. The world has been blessed with this submission, and I only wonder if we need to record this again in like a commercial, like a PSA, and have it blasted on the radio. Because Megan, you're right. The parent that vacates the car Mm -hmm. never do my eyes get more glary. (laughs) I can't help but look over them and be like, what do you think you're doing? Get back in that vehicle right now before I blast my horn so loud. It scares the poop out of you. Like, <laughs> get back in that car. It is rage-inducing. And it shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's annoying because mm-hmm. you and I are at a small school. Yeah. So I feel like if I give someone the side eye, they're going to know me. They will. And and it's going to come back to me. If I if I was at a school where I didn't know or care about anyone, Frankly, I would honk my horn no more. Way. Yes, I would. No way. I am not going <laughs> to allow that misbehavior. Get your ducks in a row and your kids and get in and get out. Uh, so we are the moms. We are we are this mom yes. who have an internal battle with the slow school pickups. And yes. sometimes it's the littlest annoyances that inspire our biggest rants, right? Because this mm-hmm. really is not a big deal. It is, though. (laughs) (laughs) Big picture, grand scheme of things. But often I have to give myself a pep talk as I pull into the carpooling. It's only 20 minutes out of your day, Megan. It's not a big deal. You will get your kids in a timely manner. It will be okay. But if you ask me how I feel about the after-school pickup, there's a strong possibility you will get an earful from me. And I apologize for that in advance because so much rage. Megan, you can't be perfect. Frankly, I'm just glad to hear that something actually enrages you, and it's the school pickup line. I feel like it's so hard to, to rile you up, and I'm just glad to hear that something does. That, that, that will. That's it. There you go. That's the one thing that will get me riled up. Oh, my goodness. I love Fired it. Fired up. All right. Whew. Moving on. All right. Next listener says, I have two under two and just had a house built. I just want to unpack in peace. Okay, now, newsflash, I don't want to say this, but I'm still going to. That's not going to happen, okay? (laughs) Packing, unpacking, organizing, all of it. You just want to get it done. I know because I've been there. And you are constantly being interrupted by, like, a need for goldfish or milk or bluey, whatever. It doesn't get done. No matter how hard you try, it never gets done because those sweet little bodies are conscious. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you have to master. I hope. Yeah. You have to master the nap time or the bedtime. Mm. From the moment I close the door at nap time, no one is going to stop me, okay? That's when mama gets real productive and I'm just a tornado of productivity. So that's all I have to say. It's not very kind, but... It's that, honest. That's the truth. It's very honest. But you are a rare breed of mom. I, I do think. not think so. I do. I wonder how many moms use nap time as a time to like go like a workhorse or as a time to sit and relax, take deep breaths, rejuvenate mm-hmm. something, give themselves a pep talk mm-hmm. before oh, yeah. they head into the dreaded afternoon and witching yes. hour of the evening. Most of the time, 
I've been like you. Yes. Forging on with a to-do list, yes. getting five hours of work done in less than two because it's, yes. we're gifted like that. Yes. But I do remember also getting my kids down for a nap, plopping down on the couch mm-hmm. and mindlessly scrolling through all the social media just to mm-hmm. mentally check out for, for a sure. bit. When you're on for hours and hours, you kind of just want to yes. not be on for a minute. Yes. So to this sweet mom, I say... Don't stress. The boxes will get unpacked Mm -hmm. someday. Mm -hmm. And you will get settled eventually. It's not a race. There's no date that you have Mm -hmm. to be unpacked by unless you have guests coming to visit. And in that case, just put those guests to work entertaining your kids so you can unpack Mm -hmm. more. Or put the boxes in the garage. I just met someone, my neighbor the other day, she was like, I moved from here from Japan 20 years ago. And she's like, Amanda, I still have boxes that I haven't unpacked. And she's like, I should just hope there's not food in there. And I was like, what in the heavens? What am I hearing? In that case, I would say, may I help you? Because what a fascinating set of boxes to unpack. I know. Wow. So I know. It's just, but you know what? Also to your point, when I lived in an apartment and didn't have a lot of like housework to do, and Mm -hmm. I only had two small kids. Mm -hmm. I, I remember myself sitting down like watching a show. Yeah. It was easier. But now that I have like an actual homestead, I have to have a homestead. <laughs> I should have a normal house, but I'll call it a homestead. Sure. Um, there's always something to do now. Yeah. But previously, I remember myself hanging out, which Same. is great. There's just time and season to be do different things. Same. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. This next one says, my oldest has been on a teasing kick. And loves copying and purposely annoying my second born. Ah, oh, siblings. Mm. So much love. It's beautiful. So much conflict. It's beautiful. <laughs> the other day, I think I told you this already, my seven-year-old daughter bit my eight-year-old son. Nice. Purely out of self-defense. And I oh. did nothing about sure. it. Sure. They worked it out and they've yeah. never bit each other before. And no biting has happened since. So I'm not too yeah. concerned. But tell me, should I be? No. No, I was laughing the other day because I met up with a friend from New York and she has got two kids. And at one point she looked at me and said, my, my sons are like frenemies. They either love each other or they like hate each other. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I really think I need to take him to see a therapist. And I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> that is very healthy, normal behavior. And she's like, I don't think it's healthy. They'll like punch each other. And I was like, yes. That's beautiful aggression right there. Like, <laughs> it's just normal. It's it is. just normal. It's annoying, but it's just a season. And you know what? I saw the other day that, um, I don't remember what exactly it was, but people who, like kids, who take the time to tease each other actually really do enjoy being, it's like a love, it really yeah. is a love, a love thing. Right. Like, I was, I would say love hate, but it's not like, if, if they're taking the time to play together, then they they do enjoy each other's company. Otherwise, they just would avoid each other. And isn't sibling fighting one of the safest ways kids can learn conflict resolution? Yeah. Because their siblings will still love them. For sure. They will. They'll at least mildly tolerate them. For sure. But it's such a great opportunity for them to learn conflict management. Yes. Skills. Yes. Yes. I I think. I could not agree more. uh, The end. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Moving on. This listener says, I get so annoyed when my kids say, I don't feel well, (laughs) mainly because I go into a full-blown panic wondering what sickness they have that I'm about to have. Indeed. Is it too soon to talk about this, Amanda? I know you feel something along this line. Do you want to talk about it? 
Why you're wearing a mask? I, I feel like now is the time. Okay. Look, good, you've good, opened good. it up. Let's uh-huh. talk about it really fast. Okay. Um, this this submission did cause me some reflection though, Megan, because I'll admit, I, I whenever my kids say I don't feel well, mm-hmm. my next thought is never, oh no, I'm next. Do you think that? That's because moms almost never get sick, nor should they ever. Right. Once I knew it was like a premonition. Oh. oh. But we were driving to Idaho for a hockey tournament last winter. Oh, I remember this. Right? And I can't remember who went down first. Owen. Was it? Yeah, my oldest. We were halfway there on the drive and he started puking. And he does get car sick, but this was not car sickness at all. And I called my husband, called the hockey coach, said, we are not going to make it to this tournament. We are turning around and going home. And I think on the way home, I don't remember if my toddler also threw up. Your your other son was with you. Oh, that's re- Oh, mm-hmm. man, you remember this better because than I do. Was, because it was such an, an unusual event. It was. It was. It was crazy. It was. And when the other kid dropped, I knew right then that I was going to drop too. It was a matter of time. And I can still remember standing in my kitchen with both kids, you know, puking, sick, and thinking, what do I want to eat right now? Because I'm not going to be able to eat for a solid 48 hours. So what do I want to eat? And we had a pack of donuts, like this little powdered donuts. And I was like, yes, that is what I want. And I ate, I don't know how many, probably five or six of these little donuts. No, I ate five or six. And I, by the last one, I was like, oh. That's, okay. that's right. It's right. It's right. And it's, it's like, wrong because it's, it's like an hour later that it came and it came oh. with a vengeance. And you know oh. what? I cannot even look at a donut now. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, it ruined it. It is the worst. But that's um, the only time that I looked at my sick kids and thought, mm, yep, here it comes. For me. Here it comes. Darn it. But other than that, no, I've never thought Darn that before. It. So I, I see why you would never think that now. Yeah, I don't think that way either. Except for this time. Um, but even this time, I yeah. didn't. No, I didn't expect to get sick. Um, what I usually think when someone says they're gonna, they don't feel well, is awesome. Like, are we gonna miss school? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I just think about like how it's gonna disrupt my life. Yeah, <laughs> not about if I'm gonna get sick. But anyways, so I've been thinking a lot about the past month for us because, and I'm just gonna take our listeners on a wild ride because you've been on this ride with me. <laughs> On January 17th, I took my son to the ER. It's very specific. <laughs> because, Megan, I have now gone back. I've spent the past few days being yeah. like, what happened? And I have now put the timeline together. If I go to your basement, am I going to find this big yeah. bulletin board with the red yarn yes. and all the dates yes. and pictures of people? And doctor's faces crossed out. <laughs> you lose. <laughs> um, so on, on January 17th, I took my three-year-old to the ER. And the doctor literally was like, I'm sorry, what are his symptoms? And I'm like, he's really irritable. He doesn't sleep well and he doesn't eat and he doesn't look like himself. And mm-hmm. she's like, you're dumb. He's three. And I was like, no, seriously. And she's like, no, seriously, it's mental. But she wrote you off saying it's basically off. toddler behavior. Yep. There's nothing wrong with him. You're yep. crazy. He did. We did four different tests, $700 later. She literally sent me away. It was like, he's totally fine. Mm. And I was like, no, he's not fine. Two weeks later, or uh, a week later, yeah. we go to Disneyland. At Disneyland, my youngest daughter gets a rash and has a very high fever, like for the entire time, probably for five straight days. She had a very high fever. Mm-hmm. So we just kept putting her on Tylenol and Benad- what is it? Tylenol and ibuprofen. Yeah. Um, for the for the next because I was like, it's probably just a virus. Like she probably just got a normal baby thing. Let's just 
Tylenol, ibuprofen the entire time. Yeah. Got her on that. Get home from Disneyland. And my three-year-old gets the same symptoms. Crazy fever. So irritable. Pulling out his ear. And so then I took him back to the pediatrician because I thought he had an ear infection. Mm -hmm. They turned me away. And they were like, he doesn't have an ear infection. He's totally fine. So waste of doctor's appointment. Come home. A few days later, we're like, he is not right. Something is wrong with him. So then we call another pediatrician who comes to our house, checks them all out, and is like, you know, I really think he just has like a really bad virus. Mm-hmm. So just keep doing the ibuprofen Tylenol. So at this point, my two youngest kids have been on ibuprofen Tylenol alter- alternating yeah. for like two and a half, two weeks, two solid weeks. Which, by the way, where are you even finding that? Because it is so hard to find kids' liquid medicine right now. I'm not joking you. Anytime I'm at a store... Mm-hmm. I buy it Whoa. any time. And I had to go to the pharmacy twice last week. So I just grabbed it off the shelf. Mm-hmm. I just always <laughs> grab it because I oh. don't know when I'm going to need it. Right. And you're right. It's hard to find now. If you go to Target, totally gone. Mm. Totally gone. So anyways, so then the next day, my, my three-year-old's eardrum ruptures and yeah. starts – it's gross. I don't even want to describe it. But it just starts dripping. Yeah. There's visible signs that something is wrong. Something's not right. And at this point – he has not slept a solid night in probably two weeks. Ugh. He has been sleeping in the guest room with my husband yeah, because he only wants my husband. And so they're in the basement sleeping so that the rest of my kids can sleep, right? Yeah. So it's just been like- Because he shares a room with his with older my, brother. That's right, yeah. with my son. So at this point, we are all mentally fried. Mm-hmm. You could tell, right? Yeah. Like I- I was very concerned for you we were for a number of days. I frankly still have a slight bit of concern yeah. just until you show signs of full nights of sleep. Yeah. yeah. Can you see that my pupils are still like not normal size? Um, so we were struggling. Mm-hmm. Mentally, I was struggling because I was like, I cannot keep having doctors turn me away when something is wrong. My mother's intuition was like something's wrong. Yeah. All this to be said. I know it's a long story. It's almost over. Yesterday at school pickup, I happened to talk to a mother that I usually never talk to. I just like had this. I was like, I'm just going to say hi to her. So I started talking to her. She's like, oh my gosh, my two sons have been sick. And I was like, what are their symptoms? Because now I'm just curious. She describes my uh, my two kids' symptoms perfectly. And I said, mm-hmm. well, did you go to the doctor? And she goes, yeah, they went to the doctor. And they were diagnosed with scarlet fever. <laughs> You're laughing because how many episodes was it when you told the story of when you got scarlet fever? And I was like, that's not a thing. Yeah, well, surprise. It is a thing. It is a thing. I had it when I was in high school. It's high a thing. school? Yeah. <gasps> oh yeah, because gosh. it's, as you now know, it's a variation of strep, right? It it's like yes. in the strep family. Yeah. Yeah. And I got strep all the time. So did you get your tonsils no, out? No, I still have my tonsils. And sadly, I still get strep more often than most normal adults. Oh it's my goodness. Fine. That's so bizarre. It's fine. Anyway, yeah. So surprise. It's so still unusual. a thing. Um, so yes, it is a thing. So she's telling me all this, right? And the, the, they're starting to click into place mm-hmm. and I get on, I go home, I get on Google, I do all this research and sure, sure enough, my two youngest kids have had every single symptom textbook. Mm-hmm. Here's the kicker. The next, <laughs> the, that morning, my husband happened to wake up with a rash all over his face and he was like, I'm having an allergic reaction. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just take some Benadryl, chill, like stop being a baby about it. (laughs) He wasn't. He was actually very cool about it. But but, um, so anyways, but as soon as I put together that it was scarlet fever, I said, you go right now and get tested because if this really is scarlet fever, I want to know. Like I I don't want to 
run its course. I want to know. So he goes and gets tested. Sure enough, it's positive for scarlet fever. And wouldn't you know it, by the time he got back from the doctor's office, my throat was on fire. And remember, I talked to you like half an hour previous. Yeah. Yeah. And really, I I was fine. And I got into bed that night, and it just came on like a wave. I could not keep my eyes open, and my throat was so swollen. So anyways, okay, what was the point of this whole story? The whole point is I think that my my two youngest children have have had scarlet fever for three weeks. Right. If you get scarlet fever and you get on an antibiotic, like within a few days, Mm -hmm. your symptoms only last about seven to 10 days. Not long. Like not long. It's almost gone. You're not contagious 24 hours after taking the first dose of your antibiotic. Oh, so I already took my dose. Why am I wearing a mask? I I already took my first dose. It's fine. Whatever. We just thought it'd be fun. It would be fun. Go with Mm -hmm. it. I just love wearing a mask. Well, what time did you take your medicine last night? What time is it now? It's 8.25. Actually, literally 24 hours ago. Not that it really matters if you're contagious or not, because we have breathed the same air. Our children have breathed very close air together. It's a miracle your kids didn't get sick. But you know, my youngest daughter on Monday, I think it was Monday, she woke up and had a rash on her arms, had a little bit of a fever and was just not herself. And that afternoon she cried and cried, put herself in her bed and slept for two hours, which is very unlike her. She she doesn't like to miss the party. So yeah. we knew something was wrong. But again, we just kept dosing her with the ibuprofen and Tylenol. And she slept that night and woke up happy as clown the next day. Yeah. We just thought we put Cetaphil on the I rash, know. thinking that it was just dry skin. That's what I was doing too. And it's gone away by now. So I don't know if she had it or not, but that's the closest thing I think we've had to yeah, whatever. Whatever the kids had. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Ugh. thing that makes me feel bad, <laughs> feel the worst is... Yeah. Had I just like thought of a strep test, even though I had taken them to four doctors, had I thought of it, they could have been on antibiotics and this could have been like mitigated by 14 days. Yeah. And they have been dealing with it for three straight weeks. My my baby is still not right. But how would you have even known? There's no way you would have known. Well, and and I was like complaining to my mom and she's like, it's not like you're the mom. Mm-hmm. You did. You took him to the doctor four you times. Did like everything. you did everything you could have done. Yes, the doctor should have known to give him a strep test, and so yeah. it's kind of the doctor's fault. Which I don't want to place blame, but it like that was not on my mind. I was just so like adamant that yeah. they didn't get something. Yeah. So, anyways, long story short, my three year old is now perfectly fine because he is. Well, he was, yeah, he was put on the amoxicillin for his year. Yeah. And the amoxicillin is also the, the antibody for the antibiotic for uh, so strep. Are you already seeing a huge difference in him? Megan, he's a different child. Oh. He woke up today laughing and I was like, what I'm on so earth? thrilled for you. He's a different child. So thrilled. I know. But your littlest My is not, is not on right anything yet. yet. No. Oh. So she, she's going probably going to go to the doctor later this week. But yeah. Anyways, oh, that's so, girl. so, 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 <laughs> I am over it. And I, but I was telling someone the other, the other day, my family generally does not get sick. Mm-hmm. I can count now on, I can, I have been sick six times in my entire life. Four with all my children when I get pregnant, mm-hmm. sick pregnancy, uh, when we got food poisoning last month. Oh, and now awful. when I have scarlet fever, those are the wow. only times. I have ever been sick and down for the count. You don't ever remember being no. sick before that? I don't get it's like almost How? it was almost it's been this like badge of honor until yeah. now. 
It's still actually quite bad. It's still pretty. But even my kids don't get sick. So I was telling someone, it actually, I'm not surprised that we got as hit as hard as we did. Yeah. Because we've evaded it. We never even got COVID. Yeah. Like it's Scar- it's weird. Scarlet fever. Yeah. <laughs> Next is you were in the Oregon Trail. I know you might not have made it. We definitely would not have made it oh, for no. other reasons, though. Mama would not be prepared. <laughs> so, anyways, that is where we are. Well, now, people are tired of hearing about my health. I don't know about that. Continue. I don't know. It's a fascinating story. I am really thrilled to hear that even just your third-born child is feeling so much better. Wait until you see him. I can't wait. At I one point wait. today, he had a yo-yo in his hand, and he was just like giggling, waving it around. And it made the rest of us giggle because we haven't seen him giggle in yeah. so long. We yeah. were all like, what are we watching? Oh. It is absolutely absurd. I'm so it's thrilled crazy. for you. So relieved. Thank so you. thrilled. Good, good, Thank good. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> that was a good rant. <laughs> good vent. I'm a, I feel a little lighter, frankly. <laughs> I really do. Okay. Press on. Okay. The next listener says... So tired of cleaning up after my family's messes. Okay. Friends, fellow parents, this sentiment was mentioned multiple times. Indeed. A similar submission also said, having my kids stuff everywhere, toys, shoes, dirty underwear, snow boots, clothes, Mm. trash, dirty dishes, you name it, and it's not where it should be. And then this one from another listener was so honest, and I feel this one so deeply. They said, if someone came up to me and offered me $5,000, every penny would have somewhere to go, and there still wouldn't be enough pennies. (laughs) That's very creative. That's very very creative. Oh, no. (laughs) That's good. So someone mentioned, and I think you and I have talked about this just this week, the snow boots. I need winter to leave because mm-hmm. anytime someone walks into my house, mm-hmm. and even if they take their boots off, like at the door, I step in a puddle and my sock is wet. <laughs> and then I'm like walking around in a wet, janky sock right. for like an hour <laughs> and I'm just like pissed. And it's always just one sock. It can't it, be both of them. It's well, just yeah, one. Of course, it's just one bout. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, like it's always just one. So I just need winter to leave for that reason because I think it's absolutely offensive that my socks are always wet. Let's just be done with it. Agreed. Agreed. Yes. So this is actually coincidental that we got this submission this week because another friend sent me this um, reel. Okay. I want you to listen to it and then I want your raw and real feelings. Okay. I can't wait. Okay. Here we go. Let's see. Do the dishes and then five minutes later the sink is full again literally before you've even finished helping them put their toys away they're splayed out across the floor the new clothes you just bought them are now filthy and frayed this can drive you nuts or you can learn to love it but <laughs> buddhist monks make beautiful mandalas out of sand they spend hours even days crafting these complex geometric designs only to wipe them clean and start over as soon as they're finished no. isn't that a way we might see all the work we do as parents it's not about cleaning the house it's about the mandala an unending ephemeral process that we begin again and again and again. Their toys, their clothes, the dishes, these things are never done or clean or set. Entropy is always at work. Our kids are at work. Their chaos and growth and needs are at work. So we should not feel exasperated or frustrated by it. We should love the flow of it. It's not work we're doing, it's art. To be finished would mean the end of this. The end of their childhood. We like that it's a little bit like Groundhog Day because it means a chance to wake up and do this with them again, to do it beautifully, to do it well and to do it together. Oh, no. You beautiful thing. All right. What? That is the dumbest reel. 
As they just wreck everything, go, ah, oh, childhood. Like, Entropy. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> and the music and the tone. Oh, I, I know. cannot quite get on board with that. That's very I sweet. I know. I love the people I like who love that. like crying because you love us so much. I just, it just kept, like, it got worse it kept as going. it went. It just kept going. Yeah. It should have stopped. Yes. With the Tibetan monks. Well, oh, I geez. just like, do I understand what she's saying? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because everyone's like, at one point in time, you're going to miss the handprints on the windows. But you know what? I don't think I'm going to miss it that much. No. I think I'll be like, oh, what a good season. But I don't yeah. think I'm going to be like, oh. I wish I could do that again. No. It sounds awful. As she's like describing like <laughs> Everything that happens, I'm like, yeah, that's infuriating. Right. Why are you saying it like so Aren't you calmly? cringing? Yes. What's and just to like you? let it go. No. 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 Uh, you know what? If you let it go, you're going to turn into a hoarder. Like you're going to, your house is going to look like a hoarder's house. Yes, you do it over and over again. Yeah. But guess what? You don't need to love it. That's fine. You just do it. Buckle you do. down and do it. And then you teach your kids to also clean up and take care of their stuff totally and that's how they learn totally it gets better because your kids can put their dishes in the dishwasher totally anyways i'm so glad I, i'm so glad i got y'all uh, y'all pumped about that real we'll post it we'll post it to our page just so that people can really get the full effect i wonder if we need to do one of those side by side have you seen those mm. where it's like a real and then the person watching or reacting yes, to sure. it oh i wish i could have got your raw oh, reaction right that was, there because that was not ooh, what i expected that was that was beautiful what did you think i would say you're gonna cry with just awe how, how beautifully beautiful. awful it was. It was beautiful, period. Jeez. I'm so sorry. Whomever made that, that, that really does. I know. It's just, I'm I know. crying. It's, yes. That, there are a lot of parents who probably, a lot, there are parents who probably feel that way. And I think it's wonderful. They clearly are not type A mm. like I am. Yeah. And it yeah. works for them. And I think that's great. Mm-hmm. I think it's beautiful. It is not for me. <laughs> I love it so much. I love it. I love it. Okay. This next listener just had two words, potty training. Mm. Okay. Speaking of wet socks, you know you're a mom when stepping in a wet puddle at home begs the question, is this water or pee? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even have potty training kids right now. And still sometimes when I step in something, I'm like, what is this? Mm. Ugh. It's just a lot of work. It is a lot of work. It's annoying. And it's like, if, if it takes a long time, I know people who, it like takes a long time to potty train and it's like, yeah. oh man. It is all consuming. It is all consuming. Oh, bless you. You've got this, mama. I want to know actually how old your kid is because I feel like, I don't know, my first daughter I tried really young and it did not go well. How young? Hmm, maybe like just over two, maybe like two and a half. It did not go well. Really? No. And then my my third kid, I waited until he was three. Yeah. And it went so much better. Like I would I so now I'm just always kind of gauge. Yeah, but it's so weird, right? Mm-hmm. Kids are kids are totally different. My right? first one was also a nightmare. I oh. can't remember how old he was when I started trying, but oh. it was like a year. Oh really? It was traumatic for and a everyone boy. involved and, and a, a boy, boy. yeah and then my second one who is also a boy I was so 
traumatized. Nervous, yeah. yeah. From the first kid that I just thought, yeah, I'm not going to potty train you until the very last minute. Sure. So I waited until he was, I don't know, three and a half maybe. Yeah, yeah. And he got it in two seconds. Interesting. It was, it was a dream. My third child who is a girl struggled but she mm. caught on. She didn't. She was kind of in between, right? Mm-hmm. She didn't take as long as the first, but she was not near as quick as the second. Mm-hmm. And my last one was by far my youngest, and she figured it out in like less than twenty four hours. It is so weird how kids are just hmm. different. Yeah, but it's true. a girl. It's infuriating true. also that they're so different. Why can't yeah, they all just I know. be the same? I know. Just be the same. Just I, learn at the same time. I know. I, I totally understand. Totally understand. Well, we're with you on that. Solidarity, yeah, friend. You've got this. Okay. Another parent's rant is, what I do for my kids never being enough. Everything is unfair. They're bored. They want more, more, more. I could spend an entire day playing with them and doing things they want, and it still is never enough for them. Um. Oof. So a while back, I listened to a podcast with Michelle and Barack Obama, and she kind of spoke to this. And I thought it was so interesting because you kind of think of, um, I'm going to say people like them, like fancy, fancy people who like seemingly have it all together right? as like having it all together. And she recounts that she feels like she's always saying to her kids, never satisfied. It's like this coined phrase they have in their house, I guess, where you know, their, their daughters will want something and she's like, never satisfied. Yeah. Like no matter what they do, it's never enough. And so it actually like made me feel better because if, if someone like that mm-hmm. feels that way, then I think it is just par for the course. Yeah. Um, I have one particular child who is very easygoing, very, very easy until he's not. And when he's not, it usually starts by saying, this was the worst day ever. And it actually really drives me crazy. It really? really does. Yeah, because I always want to say, um, you live in America in like a very warm home with all your needs and most of your wants taken care of. Like what more do you want? You're saying that because I told you no Nintendo at like 3 p.m. on a Tuesday. Like, yeah. Get over it. Yeah, that phrase, this is the worst day of my life. Yeah. is also spoken or yelled in my home on a weekly basis. Yeah. And it just kind of makes me giggle, especially mm-hmm. when I know they've actually had a great right. day up until those five minutes that they were denied something. Right. And those darling children have no idea what they're talking about no. when they say things like that. 100%. But I always think of Ralphie from Simply on Purpose mm. and label that momentary dissatisfaction as junk behavior. Totally. Ignore it and move on. Totally, totally. Someday they'll stop saying that phrase. Or maybe they won't, but either way, I'm just going to keep ignoring it because yeah. they're, they're fine. No, just ignore it. And all this to be said, you're doing a great job, listener. Yes. And your kid's whining is very normal. If life was fair and they had everything they wanted and they were always entertained, they would be annoying little turds. And I have another reel to show you at this point in the podcast. Are you ready? It goes on with our Do I get to watch this one? Yeah, I'll let you watch it. Um, this one I is need just more like tissue if I'm going to really cry like that You're not going to cry. It's just like a really cute story. <laughs> um, but it goes along with this because, you know, I just, my, my brother sent it to me. Okay, here we go. Yesterday, my husband took my son to a trampoline park and they had a great friggin' time. And then today, my husband had to go do something with his family. So all morning long, my son was like, 
I want to go to the trampoline park. And I kept reminding him that we were not going to go to the trampoline park every day. But it was a lot of meltdowns and tantrums and no mamas and choices weren't working and timers weren't working. And it was just a rough morning. And then finally, my husband got home. So I went to the bathroom, which is my safe place. And I sat down on the toilet and seconds later my son came in with his arms out and I thought he was going to give me a big hug and he did he put his arms around my neck and he got really close and he said mama you're the reason I had a bad day today so precious kids are precious there you go is feeling that way it's normal yeah well let's stay on this venting kick for a little bit because another listener wrote in and said so much whining yeah and earlier this week that that reel just reminded me of a moment I had this Mm -hmm. week where not two minutes after my four-year-old was loaded into my car at her school she asked if we could go get pizza from Costco for lunch because her dad does that with her sometimes Sometimes. Uh-huh. And I said, maybe next week, but we couldn't that day because she had dance class that afternoon. We wouldn't have time for both. She lost her mind. I had to carry her in from the car to the house, kicking and thrashing like a wild animal, and gently set her on the kitchen floor where she lay and thrashed for over an hour and cried and screamed about wanting Costco pizza. To her credit, it is so darn good. Oh, my God. Don't give her any credit. It's terrible. Stop. You don't want it. (laughs) I walked away from her after 15 minutes of not being able to console her. I took a shower. I ate my own lunch. (laughs) I moved a load of laundry. And 15 minutes before we had to leave for dance, my daughter asked me for some mac and cheese for lunch. She ate it happily and made it to dance without any issues. I actually admired her ability to like pull it together and be ready for her dance class in all of 15 minutes. Make it precious, precious children. Precious, precious. <laughs> we, need to, we need to make that into our sweatshirt. Precious, <laughs> precious children. Um, it it really is uncanny. It's bizarre. Mm-hmm. How do they go from like a freaking out devil child to like angel? It is so unusual to me. I cannot. I can't recover that fast. How do they recover that fast? Oh, I don't. But I don't know. I, I'm with this parent. There's something about wine and crying that annoys me more than anything. And I know how it sounds, but honestly, unless you are in mourning, like (laughs) someone has passed or you have broken bone, I don't want to hear it. And I know that's not, that's callous. It's not very kind, but I don't know why it gets me all riled up. It's just anything that's upsetting you can be said in a normal toned voice. And I know I'm in the minority, so. That's the way it is. Are you really in the minority? Oh, I'm sure I am. Oh, I know. I see parents all the time listening to their kids cry and whine, and they're like not even faced. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Oh, that's crazy. My favorite line I've been using recently when my kids whine, I say, I'm sorry, I can't understand you when you use that tone of voice. And it's actually worked really well. We do that in our home too, and it also works. Maybe I heard you say it, and it kind of clicked. I was like, oh. I need that phrase in my life yeah, right we now. We use that a lot. Yeah. But it, it, it I think to your point and this this other listener's point, mm-hmm. you know, just tonight my son before bed was like, I want to drink a milk. And my husband was like, you already brush your teeth. You can have some water. And so we got out like a cup and put water in it. And my son was like, I want a sippy cup. And my husband was like, no, 
you can have this cup. I already poured it in. Mm-hmm. And my son was like freaking out, started freaking out. And my husband goes to switch it. And I said to him, no, why are you switching it? You have water in a cup. Don't like, he can have it. So my husband said to my son, you can either have this water in a cup or you can go to bed. And my son looked at the water and went, okay. And drank the water in a cup. And I thought to myself, hmm. it's crazy. Sometimes I wonder if they can hang. We just need to give them an opportunity to be like, look, you're going to be fine if it's in a cup. It doesn't matter the delivery method. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. So I'm really impressed that you, for an hour, were able to <laughs> do all that tantrum, Megan. That's quite impressive. That's well, very good. Of my entire day, that was the only time I was going to get to take a shower. So yeah. I triaged the situation and yeah. I, I decided good. to go for it. Thank you. I'm so impressed. Thank you so much. I'm wow. really impressed oh, with you. It felt good to vent. It felt good to me. I'm so glad there were no tears other than when you heard that beautiful (laughs) reel. I'm so glad about that. But it is time to put the baby to bed. And by baby, I mean this person, myself. You, yeah. You need to go to bed right now. Right now. All right. Please take a minute to rate, review, comment. Leave us some feedback on love. We'll take whatever you have for us as long as it's not scarlet fever. (laughs) Because we love you and appreciate you. Be a friend to everyone. Bye.